Welcome. This is the Story Life Podcast. This podcast is about the ups and downs of living a creative life, especially centered around the eyes of two independent filmmakers, one of them being myself. My name is Clinton Cornwell, and I'm here with my co-host... Alan Seagardner, and this is episode 12, which we recorded during a very fun time in the world. We <laughs> have back in the fall of 2020, October 6th, 2020, to be exact. We talk about what it's like to wrap production on a feature film and getting feedback from your team, as well as looking for managers and agents and sales reps and all that fun stuff. Before we got into the episode, I just wanted to let you all know that Alan and myself are creative coaches and consultants. So if you need any artistic support on any part of your process, hit us up for a free 30 minute conversation. Consultation. You can reach us at wearestorylife.com. All right, let's do this. All right, here we are, episode whatever the hell it is. We should probably put in the dates on these things, huh? <laughs> I know. Maybe we can start now. Uh, what? I think this is 12, um, episode 12 or 13. Yeah. Tuesday, October wow. 6th, 2020. Wow. Look at that. We've been making this thing since uh, February. Yeah, in the sort fe- of. in the February. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Over- I'm good overall. Cool. You know, there's just a lot in this world right now, so oh. it's kind of hard to answer that question. That's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're 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 right about that. Uh, how are you doing? Well, now the answer I was going to go with just feels so uh, not glib, <laughs> but you know, inaccurate, insufficient, <laughs> uh, not reflective enough of the state of the world today. Uh, no, like, well, on a personal level, like within my sphere of existence uh, i'm doing very well thanks let's talk about your uh the wrap of your film so i'm thinking so we talked like two weeks ago right yeah we Three talked we talked right before you were going into your last weekend of production that recording was in the middle in the late middle the middle of a long i don't know if you've always felt this but the middle of a long project is always the hardest part so i was definitely in the middle of the lo- hardest part there Mm-hmm. But you know, after I after we talked, I ended up having um, a really good, productive, long conversation. I, I scheduled some time with Sophia, my co lead on this whole thing, and we had a good talk. You know, and I think both of us were feeling insecure about various things, and we're just sort of misunderstanding one another and stuff. And we both sort of like took blame for various things, and that was a very productive conversation. Then, yeah, that last weekend, everything went pretty smooth. I mean, still checking, watching the footage slowly, but in terms of the production, it went pretty smooth. And, you know, we wrapped up, got everything in more, kind of ended early, actually. Oh, cool. You know, I've always found with indie productions that the end is more of like letting the air out of the balloon than it is sort of like a big, happy celebration (laughs) just because everybody's so tired and like people are going back to their jobs and their normal lives and stuff like that i've had both experiences i've had a a range of yeah sometimes it just kind of ends with like a bit of like a yeah like a whimper like letting out the air out of the balloon like you said but sometimes it's like that fuck yeah like that intense kind of uh feeling can happen too and then something in between anyway so i got you i'm with you no yeah yeah and i've had smaller teams so i think that contributes if you have like a really small team i feel like maybe it's harder to get the fuck yeah just because you've (laughs) all been so in it so in it for so long Mm -hmm. so yeah we didn't you know it was definitely more of a deflating balloon scenario but that's also something you know i've come to sort of expect that you know i get home that last night out off production after dropping everybody off and us all saying our goodbyes and to me i've i've always gotten a little sad immediately after a project sure and it's nothing like 
tragic, but it's, you know, you're coming off the high of making, doing this super intense experience and something that's very fulfilling and constant and all consuming. And then you sort of go back to yeah. normal life with all of its normal life stuff. Yep. And that's kind of depressing, but like, that's okay. You know, I've, I have enough experience and perspective at this point to say like oh this is just a normal part of the process right so you know visited with my therapist a little bit had some conversations about it and i'm feeling better now and the thing that's definitely made me feel better is i i had sort of a i don't know it sounds overly formal but like kind of wrap-up conversation an exit interview however you want to talk about it with my dp the producer and sophia my co-lead and after coming out of all of those you know i feel a lot better about everything you know i was certainly worried that maybe i had made people go through a horrible experience or something but try as i might i couldn't really pull much complaints or criticisms out of everybody and they all took (laughs) sort of any critiques i had in stride not that i had a ton and so that makes me feel that everybody had a pretty good experience which is nice and uh yeah now it's just the part that i hate maybe the most which is watching dailies and doing the (laughs) assembly edit it's probably my least favorite part of the filmmaking process but okay interesting i think that's just a me thing well a few things there one i like the idea of like you you said like try as you might trying to get them to air more uh grievances or complaints or whatnot and then you just like pushing that so hard that their one grievance might become like this you trying to get me to complain about stuff this is a really (laughs) this is my least favorite part of the process uh it was a great experience (laughs) up until now now you just need to back off um but no that's great though that that all sounds wonderful well to that end let me explain that a little bit more i've done this for kind of a long time and it's something that i tweak every time but basically every time that i work with somebody with me as a director i like to do some sort of wrap up or closing conversation or like sure you know sometimes it's an email sometimes it's a talk but i but basically i I try and ask a lot of questions for my purposes tease out things that i may have done wrong or places that i maybe could improve i try and do this quickly after production so you kind of don't forget it i feel like production kind of gets forgotten quickly except for the highlights and lowlights right and so the things that i'm looking for is communication style leadership style organization like giving notes and clear direction and clear thoughts and stuff like that like i'm trying to tease out how i did it any of those things and areas that i might improve and so yeah i try and ask a lot i mean i i generally ask people directly for criticism like i prompted each of these three i said hey we're having a meeting i'd like to hear any general thoughts and sort of if you have any criticisms for me but then people typically aren't really good at giving direct criticism and so i often come with a lot of you know specific questions based off what they're saying Mm -hmm. to try and tease out if there's you know anything else maybe that they're not saying try and maybe read between the lines a little bit because gotcha you know people are lovely people then they don't like to say mean things and so you kind of have to sometimes uh sure drag it out a little bit. no i actually like that i've definitely worked with people who i wish might have done something like that so it would have been a little easier for me to at the end be like hey maybe try not doing this (laughs) well and that's that's the thing too is like in our industry you know there's just that idea that you never want to burn a bridge and so it's hard to offer up criticism especially if it's unsolicited because you never know how somebody's going to take it and you're worried yeah. about them getting mad at you and like blacklisting you or talking shit about you or whatever and so right. you know i also just like to give people just an opportunity give them that platform to say yeah yeah no that's if they great. have anything to say 
Yeah. Now I'm wondering if I should do that as well on my stuff. <laughs> no, that's great. I think it's really smart and really mature of you to do that. I mean, you always get like, for me, like I always get a feel of how things are going and, you know, what I might need to improve upon or, and just also like, sometimes you just don't get along with certain people. And for me, in those instances, at the end of a production, I just, you know, there's no hard feelings. It's just like, oh, well, that person and I, if we just, if it just didn't quite, you know, then I just don't work with them again. But then there's a lot of people, like, for the most part, I get along really well with everyone. So for the most part, pretty much anyone I work with, like, I'm totally down to work with at, at some other point. But I guess it's also, you know, it's good to know. I mean, this goes for anything, too. Like, sometimes when it's, like, comes down to, like, oh, this is something I need to change about myself or something I need to, like, to work on as far as, like, your methods go or however you go about handling things. Or sometimes knowing it's like, oh, this person and I just aren't going to vibe. We're just not going to click in the way that I hope to. So it's not so much anything that I did or, you know, when you're being gracious, yeah. when you're being gracious about it, at least like not so much anything they did. Although there are definitely been times where I'm like, that person needs to not do this, 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 this. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes it's like, all right, we'll say la vie. Like, it's good to know the difference. That's, you know, that, that that kind of attitude also goes to when you get script notes or, you know, notes on your on the film itself, like whatever it may be. And yeah. sometimes it's good to know like, oh, this note that I'm getting is going to be a benefit. I should implement it somehow. Or sometimes you just be like, oh, okay, well, this is notes coming from this person's perspective, but it doesn't fully apply to like what I'm doing. You know, it's just like, we're not just, you know what I'm saying? It's good to know what to implement. Yeah, definitely. It's good to hear out everything and then know what to apply and what to make changes based on and what to just graciously be like, okay, cool. It's nice to have heard that, but I don't need to make that change. Yeah, um, for me, I've become sort of maybe numb, but I just I don't let non-useful criticism affect me. Typically, you That's know, good. I I get hurt. I I feel the pain. I feel the burn of criticism, just like <laughs> anybody else. And sometimes that stuff bums me out and can uh, depress me and everything, just like anybody else. But also, I've never had enough criticism, basically. And so I'm always looking for more. I've never come up to a situation where it's like, oh man, I've taken too many, too many, too many criticisms, whether it's a script stage, edit stage, or like any way, shape, or form, you know? And right. so I'm always just trying to figure out techniques to get more honest feedback and criticism. And this little meeting that I tend to do is one of them. Sometimes too, no, that's great. Sometimes I'll find that a certain criticism, I might bristle at it at first, there can, of course, be whether it's you're being overtly like an out loud defensive or you're just like internally being kind of, you know, defensive while you're nodding politely and say like, mm hmm. Yeah. I think there is the instinct <laughs> to be defensive, but sometimes I've been able to like take a certain criticism to heart pretty immediately and then, you know, adjust accordingly. But sometimes you find that as time goes by, it will resonate with me more and have more of an impact. You know what I mean? Like the more I'm able to like get a little distance from that initial sting sometimes of the criticism. Because sometimes it's just like, uh, it's hard to hear. And I don't forget anything, essentially, especially if it's something that like that hurts my feelings or whatever. You hold grudges <laughs> forever. It's not that I hold grudges. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, I tell, I tell Chelsea this too. It's like, you know, I, I, I forgive a lot. Like, I actually, like, I love forgiving. <laughs> I'm all about forgiving. I don't want to be mad at anyone. So I'm, I'm very quick to forgive, but I don't forget. Like, I always remember. I just, I can't not remember something that like, that hurt my feelings at one point or another. Uh, I yeah. might not be angry about it anymore, but it's going to be there in my mind. Anyway, but sometimes those criticisms, if they're good constructive criticisms, they will resonate with me more as time goes on and they will wind up yeah. being implemented. You know, it all yeah. comes down to like you knowing what to what to take to heart and what to allow to lead you to make some changes and what to just be. All right. You know, that's just another issue of we're all different and some people are going to view things in, in one way and 
some people are going to view things in another and you're not going to be in sync with with everyone totally are we going to do an exit interview after this podcast are you gonna go into this one podcast this, this or just episode, like every episode from now on we do the episode and then like a two hour like an hour long episode and then a two hour long exit interview <laughs> exit interview no but if one. we ever work together on a project we'll do one of those cool i i hope that we were i i expect that we'll work together on something i don't know what that's this point is. yeah well you know what my takeaway honestly overall from the shoot right now Yes, there were ups and downs, of course. There's always ups and downs. You should always expect ups and downs of yeah. any intense project. But overall, I designed this project to be an easy shoot. I designed it to be a simple shoot and sort of low stakes and low risk. And I guess surprisingly or unsurprisingly, I'm not sure, really sure which, the shoot was pretty easy and pretty smooth overall. And cool. um, especially coming off of 12 months, which was this massive 61 days shooting over the course of a year and a half with like a bazillion different locations and actors and scenes and like everything compared to that epic this honestly felt like a walk in the park it was like almost entirely one location two characters small crew and i planned it to be that way but it's surprising that it actually went that way yeah because uh you know often so many things come up and there wasn't a lot of surprises and you know, I think I got to give a little bit of credit to myself here because I didn't leave room for there to be a lot of surprises. You, <laughs> you know? arrogant monster. I'm just kidding. No, that's great, man. <laughs> and you should you should totally give credit to yourself for that. Yeah, that's great. It is nice when you design something a certain way and you have the intention of like, okay, you want to go this way. And for the most part, it goes that way. It's also okay when it, it doesn't and you pivot and you roll with the punches and you, you make it work. You know what I mean? But it, it is refreshing. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that experience was what I initially intended it to be in one way or another. So that's great, man. Congratulations. Yeah. And I mean, who knows what the movie will be like? I'm not making any guarantees. Certainly with me acting in it, I'm not making any guarantees about the quality of the movie. But, you know, it feels very nice to basically within the course of about seven weeks say, I'm going to make a feature film. I know I don't have a script right now, but I have an idea and I'm going to make a feature film. And then seven weeks later, that feature film is complete. That's that's a pretty nice feeling. Yeah, well, this kind of goes, that's funny because it actually goes back to uh, what you were asking about earlier, which oh, we'll still talk about more later, but I, and it goes back to the movie that I'm currently editing right now. But I like kind of like, I, I've just, I have a course that I'm not sure I'm going to do with it yet, but it's about six weeks from idea to like, to wrapping the production and mm -hmm. then another six weeks of post and like initially getting the film out there. So I've got this whole thing already like written out and I'm figuring out like what to do with it exactly. So anyway. Oh yeah. That was that course that you got hired to teach, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then that didn't happen. <laughs> they wound oh, up really? not like, I don't know what wound up happening with the company, but like we went and shot it and then it just like never came together. I don't know if it will. Did they still pay you for it? They paid for like the production it, for all for every like for flying me and putting me up in the production and stuff. And then I was like an owner in the project, uh, but then the project mm. never actually materialized. So we shall see. But I still have the course that I wrote. And so now I'm kind of figuring out what I want to do with it. So anyway, come yeah. back to that. Uh, but yeah, that was the whole kind of idea was like just starting with like a basic idea, like, you know, and then six weeks later, just by being like really resourceful and going off your instincts and whatnot, uh, like having a. A film in the can and then six more weeks after that roughly having the film finished and all that now uh kind of going back a little bit i think my when i think about editing here's what i would love to have at some point is an assistant editor because my least oh God. my least favorite part yes. is of post and maybe the whole process is just 
syncing the takes and organizing every everything like you know the timelines and lopping off the heads and the tail just basically organizing all of it because then it just takes well i have a technology for you sir uh what pluralized no no have you heard of <laughs> tentacle sync no what is that it's uh it's a it's a time code sync it's 500 bucks basically to get a single camera set up and you click one button and it could sync your entire film in like 10 seconds if you do it properly on set Oh wow! All right, we'll talk more about that later too. We we just we just used it for this entire project, and I was I'm very impressed. Oh, cool! Well, that's good to know. No, you still have to go through and organize stuff. You right, know, right, right, um, right, 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 right. But there was times we chose not to run it, mostly because we were shooting found footage style, and we needed uh, we needed certain spec- specifications. But uh, it's pretty easy to use and set up. And um, yeah, we ran it for I'd say about seventy percent of the production, and syncing all of that very carefully took me about forty five minutes. Wow. So, Okay, fair uh, enough. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we'll, uh, Definitely you can borrow mine. That. You can borrow mine on your next production because I own it. So Okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> All right, never mind. I love everything about <laughs> about filmmaking now. Yeah, and thanks for moving along with uh, with Breaker Breaker. Like I said before, like right now we're just kind of in the process of chipping away at pre-production like however we can. Like last night, Gilliam and I grabbed like, you know, we were able to grab like 45 minutes of notes and discussing the script we're going to grab like another 45 minutes tonight so on and so forth so anyway moving along with that and then writing on something else that i'm really excited about that i'm gonna as i kind of like i decided like as i developed because i didn't know if it was going to be this other project i'm working on if it's going to be a book a movie or a tv series and i think i've just decided that the more i develop it i'm going to keep just developing the story and then i'll figure out like what makes the most sense for it because i think it's either going to be because if it is a movie I, I see it as being like a series of movies or having the potential to be a series of movies. And same with if it's a book. So I'm like, oh, well, it'll just wind up making more sense to be a TV series then. And like me designing it as like, you know, the story in my head right now is season one. Anyway, but I'm excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So that's good stuff. And then we've got Cold Feet playing at the Buffalo International Film Festival this week. Okay, well, like, so we're not virtually. we're not going to record this. But tell me, do you want me to watch it now or do you want to want me to save that first watch for another time that's more maybe financially beneficial to you? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll, t- I'll let me think about that. I'll tell you I'll tell you after we yeah. Hop, yeah, you you tell me you tell me when you want me to watch it cuz I was like thinking about it, I was like automatically I would want to support you in the first available opportunity, but I know going into right. distribution stuff like that maybe it's more useful for me to give you that. Sure. Give you that click, give you that those dollars uh later, you know. Well, I'll say this right now while we're recording. I am very grateful to be involved with the Buffalo <laughs> International Film Festival, and I would never want to do anything that might remotely take money from their pockets. That's all I'll say right mm-hmm. now. Also, yes. I appreciate yep. your support either way. I appreciate your support. <laughs> yeah, and then we are hoping for some kind of distribution news soon. Some good update from our sales agent. We shall see. Oh yeah, tell me how's that going? I I had our meeting, my meeting with my sales or the the sales agent that's trying to hunt down on twelve months and stuff like that. So I'd be curious to hear what your experience with your sales agent's been like so far. I mean, honestly, so far there's not a lot to say. Like I really like him. I've heard wonderful things about him. I know he's out there, you know, doing it. I know that the climate and things are a little different right now, for better or for worse. But yeah, we shall we shall see. It's too basically it's too soon for me to to give an assessment beyond that. Being like, I like the guy and I, and I'm hopeful. Oh yeah, and then that movie that I shot in Romania for a few days last year is is out there now. The feature. Yeah, don't read this on a plane is out there. Yeah, yeah. I think we yeah that won the the audience award at Dances with Films, which is cool. 
Yeah, so that's the fourth movie. Well, the first three movies I with, that we had at Dance of the Films also like wrote and co-directed and then and acted in. And this one I just acted in it. And this is the one that won the Audience Award. So what I learned is if I want to win the Audience Award at Dance of the Films, I just have to do fewer jobs. Um, if I want to be in a film, <laughs> involved with a film that wins the Audience Award, just just show oh up. Oh God! And do not act. make any. De- kidding, do I'm not make kidding. any decisions based on film festival. <laughs> I am totally. That's, I'm totally. I'm totally joking. No, funny thing about that is though is uh, no, I'm just kidding. I just thought that was funny. Was that when Bad Bad Men played at Dance of the Films and at the awards party, there was some buzz going around that we were going to win the Audience Award, and I think it's because we almost won it. Because then what happened was they oh how disappointing they called out they called out the name of another movie I don't remember what the name of the movie is they're like let's just say it's the Tin Men the Tin Men directed by Brad Ellis and Alan C Gardner written by Alan C Gardner oh, produced what? by yeah so they listed all of our names so we were confused <laughs> and then whatever the film the filmmaker one of the filmmakers with that movie the Tin Men I, I don't know why I'm calling it the Tin Men I just pulled that out of my head my ass yeah yeah got up there and didn't acknowledge that they said the wrong names <laughs> he just kind of like said his quick thanks and like that was it so we were just very confused and we think it's because it seems like you guys won i think you guys won i don't know uh they it got weird after that my theory is that and I, I don't know if i'm right or wrong is that we were second for the audience i think we had it and then i think the 10 men like i think they tallied the votes right i think we were in first and then maybe that movie screened like at the tail end of the festival and it happened mm, to have a slightly weird. higher, like, whatever, but our names were still, like, listed. And I don't know. And then weird. they just, like, you know what I'm saying? I think it was just a clerical error. You were robbed in Moonlight situation. Yeah. Except they never cleared it up. We were. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was kind of, that put kind of a, stra- <laughs> a strange damper on that night because then we were just kind of, like, left wondering, like, what the hell is going on? And some people, like, were congratulating us for the win because they just heard, like, our names called. They didn't see, like, what happened after. Or they yeah, yeah, them. yeah. And so it was just kind of this weird kind of like, did we, were we supposed to have one? Because obviously like for me, it's like, it's better to just not have one than to feel like you were supposed to have one and then someone else yeah. got it. So yep. anyway, at least we don't read this on the plane. <laughs> that movie won. Yeah. Oh, did you ever watch that short film, The Indignation? No, I just, I was going to watch it today and I forgot. No so, you know, I think by the next time we pod, I'm going to watch that short film. Cool. And Halloween. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot to say that. <laughs> it's tis the season. That's hilarious. It, yeah, you are you are correct, sir. Uh, but yeah, so I'm excited about that about that film too. Uh, I'm really proud of that one, and that that's out there more now too. So yeah, that's all fun stuff. A lot of pots of boiling. A lot of pots of boiling. Yes, indeed. And the kiddos are doing great. Any update on your uh, search for representation? No. Any hits? Any, <laughs> any, any fish on the line? No. I haven't. I was doing that a few months ago, and I'll probably you know do it again soon. And I, honestly, whenever I do cast the net for, for reps, I know it's a crapshoot. And I know if I'm not getting referred by someone else, like I know that I don't really expect anything from it. I'm still hoping for something from it. You know what I mean? And I've gotten like some nibbles. Here's the thing. I've gotten nibbles. I've gotten people who have written me back and be like, oh, we like what you're doing. But I haven't had anyone yet be like, I really like what you're doing and I'm willing to invest in you. You know what I mean? I'm willing to yeah. com- make a commitment because they no one yet has been like, oh, I know that you're going to help us make money, basically. Yes. But I've yes. gotten people. I, I had a yeah, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who's a manager maybe a couple months ago. And, you know, that was just sort of the sense that I got from him is that you're not really useful to any of them until they <laughs> until know you they can, can make, make the money. money. Yeah. So I haven't had any any of them. Like, I've had some interest, but no one, like, willing to roll the dice yet. But, 
you know, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Like, I, I do feel like ultimately, and you know, I've talked about this too. Like, I feel like the reps will come from like, I just keep doing what I'm doing and putting the work out there. And then that will eventually like lead to a rep. But at the same time, I am going to like, cast that net from time to time and try, yep. cause I do have work, you know, all this work to show for myself. I am actually about to look for, I'm going to make a concerted effort at some point, probably next year. Like the project I was just talking about that I'm figuring out what shape it's going to take, whether it's book, movie or TV series. I am going to like make a concerted effort to like get a rep for that. And to either, if it's, if it's a film, getting that optioned, and if it's a series, pitching it somewhere, or if it's a book, you know, getting it published. I'm definitely going to be, yeah, focusing in on, yeah, finding a rep for, for that. But hey, man, I got to get get going. But uh, this yes, has been... Yes, nap time's just about over. Lo- yeah. Lovely, as always. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll email you about that podcast idea that I had. And cool. And we'll continue the conversation. All right, buddy. Well, you enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk more soon. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon, man. Later. Later. All right, that wraps up our conversation from 2020, episode 12 here. Thank you all for checking it out. Uh, Alan, how'd you feel about listening to our two years ago selves speaking on the topics of the day? I, you know, I felt a lot of things. I, I remember, I remember very distinctly how I felt at that time. And so when I hear myself discussing things from that, that time, it's, uh, it takes me back. It takes me right, right to that point. So, but no, I, I really loved uh, overall, you know, I, I'm, I'm enjoying listening to these. And that was a, I, I like the discussion of wrapping your film. I liked your film as well. I'm looking forward to seeing the next cut of it or the final cut or whatnot. But yeah, how'd you feel about it? Good and and bad because the film's not done <laughs> yet. And part of my initial pitch of that film was to get it done really quickly. But then as I'm sure we'll detail over the coming episodes, post-production has been complicated. Right now it's actually, it's being held up. I need to get a pickup because it's we're kind of missing like one intense scene and I have an idea for it. But uh, I just haven't been able to begin to pull the production elements together, mostly because like there's a sexual element to it. There's like a sexual and violence combined. And I really only need two myself and one other person to shoot that pickup but obviously when you're combining those kind of elements it's still got to be the right kind of environment and make sure everybody is safe and in the right headspace and with all my life transitions i haven't been able to find the time and space to do that so hopefully i'll have that film completed in early 2023 is my hopes but you know life doesn't always allow you the space to do what you want (laughs) yeah i i yeah i'm familiar yeah similar that like the one i shot so quickly like the kind of, the, you know, that I talk about there too, it's taking a long time in post, mostly just because I keep having to back burner it for the various, you know, many other things that are that are going on and that I've had to take precedent. Yeah, me too. Like with Journal of Plague and Blood, as it was called, JPB, I'm definitely going to change that title. There's a version, a pretty decent version of the film that I, I was a, to say just like, fuck it, let's just get it done. I could release it now, probably, you know, but... Mm-hmm. Also, I can see the things that I still want to fix and are not too resource intensive to fix. And uh, being a creative, I got to live with this thing for the rest of my life. So I'm not, I'm just can't let it go. Just can't let it go. So I got gotcha. you. I'd rather disappoint the timeline I set out than release something yeah. that I don't feel completely proud of. Oh, yeah. So, real fast. <laughs> And listening to this again, did you, okay, when you talk about pitching me an idea, did you ever pitch me that idea? I don't think it you did. And if not, what's the idea? Pitch me. I want to hear this. Um, Maybe I did. I don't know. I guess you'll have to stop me if this sounds familiar. But okay, that idea and why I thought of you for it is I feel like you're, you're so perfect for one of the characters 
Basically, it's kind of like a LGBTQ version of what was that? What was that film? Is it Poison Ivy? It's sort of the oh the it's it's about our the main character would be a man who's like coming to terms with his sexuality, finally like exploring sort of his the fact that he is attracted to men, loves men. He's like coming into his queerness and stuff, and mm-hmm. he meets somebody who at first seems like this perfect queer supportive partner to like help him explore his sexuality and seems like the perfect kind of like boy next door. And then that boy next door actually becomes this sort of obsessive, scary person. And it's totally like a flipping of expectations and like this, what what we thought was like a happily live happily ever after moment turns into this horror film. I, and, okay. And when the Continue. part that the reason why I thought of you for it is because I thought you would be perfect as the, the villain, the the scary horror character because yeah. I thought it would be a really interesting dynamic one to have our main character be sort of like a smaller person or like small on the smaller side as a man and obviously mm-hmm. you're 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 a bigger person i'm I'm sizable yeah you're tall you're you're you can be i'm sure intimidating and scary if you want but you're also very very gentle and kind and you have a great warmness to you but i'm sure you could act totally act the other way and so i think you would embody sort of the duality of that villain character very well and i think the story interests me overall is because like i think it i don't think i've seen anything like it and I think it's an interesting story space to explore. And obviously it's horror, but also could be done, I think, on a very low budget. So yeah. that's why it's really stuck in my head. It just hasn't necessarily made sense so far. But like once I finish JPB, for example, it might make sense as the next project to pursue because I think it's a really great okay. idea. Yeah. That is a good idea. I uh, Well, a few things. One, I'm glad you, you, you pick on on my on my warmth and my my kindness and all those things because dang it those are the qualities that are that are most important and two yeah i it's funny because i've i've thought before about i've actually written one where i'm like oh if i played this part that could be interesting where basically like taking all the qualities that you just talked about and the things that are very like you know indicative of of who i really am and kind of like inverting all of that and then yeah similar kind of thing where it's that character i was talking about was a serial killer so it's like oh how scary would it be if it was like someone out there who like you know this really like overtly like nice and seemingly loving and warm guy like you know turned out to actually be it was all like a facade and uh, i thought that could be kind of uh chilling so yeah i'm with you i'm with you on all on all that there i i would never would have guessed in a million years i mean that that's what you would have uh, come up with after watching act one but i like it i like it that i don't a- even know why i did like uh <laughs> i mean no and no you definitely hadn't pitched me that you definitely you know, hadn't pitched me that. inspiration comes from fr- so many strange faces and stuff like that no i'm into it my only concern is and some something i probably hesitate a lot a little bit a decent amount about is like you know because it's a queer story and i'm you know i am yeah I'm not not queer do not identify that way in any way shape or form like is yeah. it my story to tell and i think you know the answer to that question is like yes if, if i was passionate about it and if i was really excited to do it and i got sort of consultation and brought in some people with more authentically lived experiences to the story material on the creative process then yeah that's doable but it's also something that's on my mind and there's not a direct conversion process of my experiences to the story and so that's definitely something that makes it it's got to be the right time 
Yeah, for sure. And I've played um, gay characters before and I never, you know, hadn't been an issue as far as, you know, oh, is this okay for me to do this? But I guess now, I, I don't know. I guess now it's, I mean, it's definitely more of a, something that, like when I first did that, it was like 20 years ago. So didn't seem to be a problem for, you know, anyone back then. And then I did it again like a few years later, but um, I'm certainly open to it. And if we felt like it'd be okay for us to do it, as it were, it's a cool idea. Well, maybe someday two years from now say we'll look back on the back end of this podcast and we'll talk about hey well that's when we had that conversation and now we've made the movie uh that would be nice and then five years after that the movie will be done in post just (laughs) kidding (laughs) anything else you wanted to i wanted to add to the back end of this do you want to promote that movie or anything yeah i'll mention yeah um um don't read this on a plane the movie i discussed that uh yeah that won the good old audience award at dances with films it looks like it's available i know it's on amazon prime and it looks like it's also streaming for free on voodoo the roku channel and tubi so how about that good stuff but yeah it was fun to relive that <laughs> the bad bad man awards situation too i hadn't thought about that in a long time um that was awkward that was awkward i think that's all we got yeah oh, well that was a great little feedback session about our episode 12 so yeah thanks for sticking in there with us everybody yeah appreciate it you can contact us at we at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments or hey who knows maybe even requests for for topics for us to discuss on future episodes also please check out our website we where you'll find more information about us and what we do as coaches and consultants for fellow artists as clinton touched on before you can also find there links to our patreon and social media pages you can follow me on twitter and instagram at clinton cornwell if you want to give us feedback on any sort of these topics or reach out about any personal or filmmaking questions love to hear from any of you on there and you can follow me on facebook twitter tiktok and vimeo at alan c gardner a-l-l-e-n-c-g-a-r-d-n-e-r and on instagram at alan c gardner movies also cold feet is currently available on amazon prime google play and youtube and my other movies are available on several platforms including being awesome save yourself and act one on tubi and we got lucky in bad bad men on amazon thank you to the fantastic editor mr mike jimenez for his amazing work and by the way mike if there's anything you want us to promote or you want to promote something yourself personally you can stick it in here and thank you but to only you. if it's only if it's the story life podcast though sorry i don't mean to cut you off <laughs> i'm kidding mike clinton continue and thank you to our friends and family for all their love and support we could not do this without you yes we have many more episodes coming up So please subscribe and join us next week. This has been Clinton Cornwell. And Alan C. Gardner. With the Story Life Podcast. (laughs) Take care. Bye. Maybe cut this, Mike, but I just wanted to say, ugh. (laughs) I think you should definitely cut that part, Mike. Uh, uh, that's really funny. We don't want to burn that's a bridge. We, we don't want to burn a bridge. No, no, no. That's, no, that's no, our current. No, no. That's our current feelings about. That's really funny.